0: All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode where we are, where I'm sharing with you some of my best tips. Hey, um, Ashley, best tips for decluttering before you move. So if you know anything about our story, you know that my family and I know a thing or two about moving, moving quickly and moving efficiently. And moving efficiently means not bringing a whole bunch of crap with you pointless clutter. Okay. That's literally how this entire motherhood simplified community and platform was built because my husband and I decided that we were done living in Alaska. We wanted to pursue something bigger, something better. And in about five weeks, we decided to move from the only home we had ever known in Alaska to Florida. (laughs) Uh, Caitlin says the best tip for us was getting a dumpster. Yes, we're going to talk about that and why it actually might be necessary for you. Um, But that's what we did. We moved from Alaska to Florida. We literally got rid of everything that did not fit into one of our suitcases. Everybody got one suitcase. So my husband brought his down. Then when I came down four weeks later with the kids, I had my suitcase that had my clothes and like my personal stuff. Honestly, guys, all I brought was like essential oils, clothes and bathroom stuff like my hair dryer and my hair straightener, my makeup. That's all I brought. Then we had one suitcase of toys for the kids. And then my two and four year old at the time shared a suitcase of clothes. All right, that's all we brought. So when I tell you you can declutter a lot before you move, I I know because I've done it. Now that's not to say that you should or need to do it how we did, because that's crazy, but I have a really unique perspective that's going to help you really let go of a lot of your stuff, so that you're not bringing a bunch of clutter, and junk, and stress, and low vibe stuff into your brand new home and space. Hey, Erin. Okay, so, (laughs) okay, now Erin is here too, she made a comment in the group real quick, she's not moving, but they are wanting to redo the carpet in their house. I believe that's what you had said. You were like redoing the carpet. This applies to your house that you're in now. If you are going to renovate something or, you know, completely s- switch things up, these same tips that I'm going to give you will apply and make that process easier and more enjoyable for you. Cause when you are doing something like that, like Erin says, like completely redoing the carpet. You're not doing it just because you're like, I guess I should redo the carpet, right? You know, you're doing it likely because you want to improve your space. You want to bring it to life. You want to give it some new energy and you might as well treat it like you're moving and get rid of all that stuff that's not serving you. Okay. So first tip for decluttering when you move is to declutter before you move. All right. Do the bulk of your decluttering before you take it into the new space. For very practical reasons, okay? It's a complete waste of your time and energy to pack up all of your clutter that you don't even want, move it, carry it into a new space, and then unpack it. Hey, Amanda. So that is, it's it's a huge waste of time. Why, why are you bringing stuff that you're not even sure that you want? Why are you buying boxes and physically moving it when you don't even know if you want it hey lauren right it's just a huge waste of time declutter before you move now i know that a lot of us i've done it okay we've done it in the past and i know that a lot of you have done it or are thinking about doing it say that i'm just gonna pack it all up and when we get to the new house i'll unpack it and purge it then but guess what i've never seen that happen I'm At least not in a way that is efficient and at least not in a way that is simple and not in a way that doesn't leave you completely exhausted, okay? When you get into your new house, you've packed up all of this stuff, an excessive amount of stuff that you don't want, you don't need, you brought it into your house, and the last thing that you want to do in your new home is spend your time sifting and sorting through boxes of stuff you don't even know what it is. You don't want to deal with it all you want to do is be in your new house so I will 100% every single time advocate for instead of packing it up into a box and carrying it into a house pack it up into your car and take it to the donation center or take it to the trash before you even bring it into your new space okay a new house regardless of why you're moving is a chance for new beginnings a fresh start A blank canvas so do everything in your power hey Sarah do everything in your power to only bring the most important things okay Sarah already knows what I talked about (laughs) but the next thing that I want to tell you about this moving process is that it's a chance for you to be really bold okay to be really bold to be really brave you know that you are working and going to get a chance at a fresh new start and a fresh new space And I want to let you know that your stuff is just stuff. Okay. It's literally just stuff. Now, when you're in the process of like purging before you're moving your stuff, of course you're freaking out. I did too. I was like, Oh my God, like we don't have anything. (laughs) We don't have anything we need or we're not going to have everything we need. We're not going to be able to replace it. But looking back, that's making the bold decision to let go of our stuff in a really big way like that is one of the things that I'm most proud of that I've ever done. Cause I think it's actually really cool. I think it was very brave. I think it was very bold. So use your move or if you're like Aaron and doing like a, just a renovation, use this as your chance to practice your bold skills, your bravery, your like ability to just step outside of the box and do something that most people aren't willing to do. And that is really get rid of a lot of your stuff. Like Danielle did. Danielle just popped on. She just moved. She, she did it. All right, guys. Like she went through stuff. (laughs) I won't share her personal stuff that she threw away, but storage underneath in the basement, like all the stuff she purged it. So did Caitlin. Caitlin is on here too. She's the one that said renting a dumpster was the best thing ever because The truth about it is, guys, and I'll get to this in just a second, a lot of your stuff is really pointless stuff that can't be sold and might not be donatable. So renting a dumpster instead of taking a bunch of dump trips sometimes is the best option. Okay, so that's why you should do it before. Be bold. Be brave. Do something that you've never done and what's something that most people aren't willing to do, and that is really, truly let go a lot of their stuff before they move to move into a brand new, fresh space. Like you will not regret it at all. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys just a brief, like kind of guide on how we move when we move. So we have moved, I'm, I, I have to count it out. So in Alaska, we moved from Wasilla to Palmer. That was one move. We downsized our house to about half the square footage. It was like a 2000 square foot house, 2000 square foot house. Then we went from Alaska to Florida, and then three cities within Florida, and then we went from Florida to Idaho, two cities in Idaho, and now we're in Southern California. So every time we move, with the exception of going from Alaska to Florida, where we brought nothing, we choose the big things first, and we give ourselves a physical boundary because we move our stuff ourselves in the form of a moving truck, (laughs) and our goal every time has been to only bring what fits into the truck. Um, and we always get like the biggest one available to us at the time. During some of our Florida moves, they were smaller. Like I think the smallest we had was like a 24 foot truck, but anyway, not the point. Um, <laughs> but we choose the big things first that we know we're going to need and that we can strategically fit into the space. So that means beds are important, couches. Um, we've always only ever had like one living room space and one couch. So beds, couch, our gym equipment always comes with us. So that's really important to us. And that's where we start. Cause that kind of lays the foundation of the house. Now some big piece items that we don't, Oh, like a kitchen table, we bring a kitchen table with us, but some bigger piece items that we don't always bring with us would be something like a rocking chair. Like if we had, um when we were in Idaho and we had Kaylee and then we were coming to California we could have brought our nice rocker glider set but it wasn't necessary cuz Kaylee's grown she's big so we left that big piece of furniture behind it could have been easy to have been like oh you know maybe we'll use it at some point maybe we'll rock somebody maybe we'll just want to chill out in it but no it wasn't important we got rid of things like the nightstands um because they were, they were just not super important. They were really old. They were not exactly our style. They were kind of flimsy and falling apart. Like it wasn't worth it to pack it up in the truck and take up that space. Um, some things like some Ottoman benches, like entryway benches, left those behind, um, lamps. I know that's another thing. Like those are pretty big and we, In some houses in Florida, we needed lamps because they were old houses and they didn't have lights in the bedrooms. (laughs) Um, Then when we moved to a house that did have lights in the bedrooms, we were like, we don't need the lamps. We have regular light switches, which is amazing. Um, If there was a house when we were first in Florida, we didn't have closets. We only had dressers. Then we moved into a house that had closets. So we got rid of the dressers. Okay, so think about... And maybe you don't know what kind of space you're moving into yet, but think about those things. Like not every piece of furniture needs to come with you and every house is different and has different needs. So choose the base, like the core things that you need. Okay. You don't need an entryway bench or, you know, an Ottoman or whatever, but some things you do need beds, couches, tables, and then you can kind of fill in the spaces around it and Honestly, that's also kind of the fun part about moving into a new house is that you have a new space and it's totally different and the things that you had in your old house might not work in your new house and you can do this on a budget. If you have decluttered, you're going to see some relief in your money. Listen to yesterday's episode and you'll discover that, but then you can kind of have a little bit more fun piecing together your new home slowly and that's kind of how we do it. Okay. Um, we always keep our, our core things that we need. We bought some like staple furniture pieces that are really nice that will always fit no matter where we go, like a classic kitchen table, classic, you know, style beds, classic style couch that is a sectional, but we've always been able to make it work in the space that we have, which is nice, um, even if we have to get a little bit creative. And then we just get to kind of fill in the gaps as needed. So In this house, my husband really wanted nightstands, so we got some nightstands. Down in the living room, there's these really cute windows for the kids to read on, so we got some little benches for them to read on. But anyway, (laughs) I'm talking way too much, I'm sorry. But the point is that you're going to have to get a little bit brave and bold to be willing to let these things go. Now, let's talk about the furniture in your house that's holding a bunch of your pointless stuff. Okay, because my next thing that I want to talk to you about is getting rid of your pointless stuff, but also getting rid of the things in your house that are holding your pointless stuff. All right, so maybe you have a bookshelf full of (laughs) books that nobody ever reads. I have a book episode. Go listen to the book episode, and it's full of books. You don't even know what's on there. Old textbooks, ripped up storybooks blah, 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 books you read once and are never gonna read again, but that also holds your family's random junk, their random crafts, their random little balls and and Lego things and trinkets and whatever. Use this chance before you move to get rid of that stuff. Okay, because this is what it feels like. Okay, we've moved a lot of times. I just listed out all the places that we've moved over the last six years. And this is what it feels like every time we move, like I go into the bedrooms and I am like trying to decide what to keep and what to not keep. And we end up with these piles of stuff that I feel like I could just scoop it up in my hands and look at it and be like, this stuff is totally pointless. Like what even is this? Like if I looked really closely at it, I could see that it's like a stuffed animal of my daughters and maybe like a flashlight of my husband's or a measuring tape or a drill or I'm I'm trying to think of any other random things but you end up with these the most random pointless stuff when you're moving like it's discovered when you look under the couch and look under the beds and actually get inside of the closets and inside of the drawers and you could look at it and you could be like okay like this goes in the in the kids toy box and this goes in the husband's whatever and this goes in my wherever but that's why you end up packing up a bunch of clutter and moving it to your house, and then ending up with a garage full of boxes that you've never opened, right? Because you're just, instead of making a decision and seeing it for what it is, totally pointless, you're you're continuing to bring it with you. You're bringing that into your new home. So use this as a chance to get rid of that irrelevant, pointless stuff. Now, you're probably wondering how I'm going to share with you a super awesome tip that will help you with this, and that is to give yourself a physical boundary. Okay, we talk about this a lot with like toys especially, but when you're moving, the same rules apply. So when we move, like I said, we have a moving truck. We and best to keep the decision-making process simple for you by getting rid of those quick and easy things right off the bat. The things that you're like, okay, I can tell my kid just did not make this by himself. Like, is it really that special? Probably not. Um and making those quick decisions choosing the best of the best and then annually or semi-annually, whatever it is that you want to do, go through it again and decide what is most special. Like Breezy, I don't know if you remember anything about this, but like we go, when we go through the projects that we've kept throughout the year, like not all of them, we don't even remember <laughs> a lot of the stuff that we made and Breezy even said before, like I made stuff and then I just realized that it doesn't like have a purpose or I just don't want to keep it anymore. And that's okay. It's not meant to be, not everything is meant to be kept forever, but the things that are special, keep them, keep them for as long as you want. Like, I'm pretty sure this will be kept for a long time because it's actually really cool. And it's a good like dress up thing. So, (laughs) um, addressing it as it comes in and making decisions and not falling into the artwork trap of like, Oh my God, they made this. I have to keep it forever. <laughs> right. Cause a lot of it just to be honest and this sounds horrible. I know it's just, it's pretty generic. It's pretty generic and not cr- insanely special. Okay. So if you are going to make a, an artwork book, do it, commit to it. Decide what's going into that artwork book. Take the steps that you need to take to create that, or pay the person who's going to do it for you and actually do it. Don't use it as an excuse to just cling to everything and drown in these paper paper piles, right? Um, because that's not that's not preserving and honoring the memories of the stuff that your kids made for you anyway. Just letting it sit and die in a pile somewhere around your house, like that's not preserving all of the work that they did to create that um let's go back and check on comments real quick because i'm going to see what janelle said the biggest thing about papers is that if you have a huge or an unorganized pile even if you need something one day you'll probably not be able to find it exactly if you're like oh my gosh i need this for my taxes and you have this you know drawer and cabinet stuffed full of papers you're not going to be able to find it it's not going to be helpful for you and you are not going to be happy that you kept every single piece of paper ever. And while that is more of a pressing type of issue, the same is true for your kids stuff. If you are like, I really would love to see the type, you know, look back, <laughs> That looks so cool, Brizzy. I would really love to look back on their memories and the things that they made when they were in preschool. And then you just have this big pile of crap. You're not gonna be excited that you kept every single little thing, right? You just aren't, it's going to be overwhelming for you. And it's not going to be fun or nostalgic or honoring your story or your kid's story. It's just not, um, my daughter's school made a binder of her schoolwork for each grade the last two years, having it in a cute little three-ring binder is enough. She likes to look through it. Yes. I love it when teachers do that. Derek's teacher did that last year in this big folder thing. She saved all of the best of the best, um, stuff throughout the year and sent it home. And I loved that. It was really simple. Um, and those are the kinds of things that your kids are going to want to look back on. So if you're lucky enough to have a teacher who does that for you, great. If not, you can use this system to do it yourself because that's basically what we do. Um, and it is kept in just a like a plastic Rubbermaid bin and it's easy enough for me to pull out so that they can look through their own stuff and have fun looking at it too. Um, now, the last thing that I was gonna cover with you guys are just like manuals and like instruction manuals and stuff. They're all online, okay? They're online. We do things like um, for like washer and dryer warranties, I'll put it into a Ziploc bag and tape it to the washer and dryer. Or like for our bed frame or like Kaylee's crib, we put all of the building and unbuilding instructions, is that what you call it, unbuilding? and extra pieces into a Ziploc bag and tape it to the bottom of her crib so that when we need to find it, it's with the thing that it goes with, right? I'm not like digging through this filing cabinet looking for the washer and dryer warranty. No, the washer and dryer warranty are right on the washer and dryer, right? So, and any other kind of manuals like an Instapot or like our blender, um, I throw it away because I can find my answer online. (laughs) I can find it digitally, okay? Go digital. It is the best. So that is it for today. I hope it was helpful for you. I hope that it can answer some of these questions for you. Talk to a professional about those big important things. Uh, Go digital and don't be afraid of that. You can also talk to an expert about that who can kind of give you some reassurance about like, yes, You don't need to keep this inside of your cabinet. (laughs) It's not helping you. Um, What to do with kids stuff and all things paper. So I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else, okay? The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode hey before you go i have a question to ask you would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on itunes it helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist